feel like I left my baby behind today. Oh, which baby? Not any of my biological children. Oh, okay. It, this one happens to be red, has about 88 keys. Oh, and your piano. The piano here at the church is out for repair. Wow. So I'm going to take the next how, I, three weeks off. How, how are you doing? I feel a little sad about it, but I'm going to get through it okay. Yeah. I felt when I walked away at FedEx, knowing it was going into a box, I just had to look back one more time and one gentle tear came down my cheek. that time of the week again podcast time 23 podcast go the next 23 minutes actually already 22 minutes will be the best of your week my friends welcome my name is michael here with father jeff hey everybody i wonder maybe we have a new listener this week hmm i don't know it is surprising sometimes who sort of texts us or whatever saying, hey, I just caught it for the first time. That's true. Well, if today's your first podcast, we're going to put everything into this to make this just for you the best experience possible. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that we don't try every time, but we'll try just a little bit harder. No guarantees. Hey, speaking of great experiences, mm-hmm. something great is coming up here at the church between the 9 and 11 mass this weekend right this weekend the uh, knights of columbus are having a pancake breakfast down in the hall is it all you can eat or they i think they say nowadays all you care to eat all you care to eat yeah Yeah. we don't want to like promote overeating no not no gluttony on sundays Oh, this is fascinating. As you see in the in the um, in the bulletin, it says there is no charge for breakfast. However, they will accept diapers, wipes, and financial donations. Everything collected will be given to the BG Pregnancy Center. That's great. That's awesome. Well, if Father and I are late for the eleven o'clock mass this weekend, just find us in Roncalli chowing down on pancakes. And if we fall asleep during the eleven o'clock mass, you'll, you'll know because why. of the pancakes. They'll but be... I, I imagine that they would be available after the eleven o'clock mass too. I can't. I, yeah, I don't know because some know people why. some people need to fast. Before well, yeah, mass. you know, right now we're before communion, yeah. so maybe sit in the back, <laughs> give, give yourself give a couple, couple some more minutes, extra time, mm-hmm. or just come right at. If you come right at ten, you should be good to go. Oh, sure, but uh, unless you care to eat an hour's lot. worth of pancakes, did they list the calorie count in the bulletin? That let let's talk about something that's driving me nuts. Yes, when you <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> When you go out to eat, I was now, wondering what the what the like what the what the jumping point was from pancakes to whatever it is, count. right? To whatever it is you're about to say. Well, I just I saw those delicious pancakes in the bulletin, mm-hmm. and it made me think of you know whenever you go out to eat now, they yeah. got they list the calories mm-hmm. next to the item that you're ordering. Yeah, I understand why. I understand as a country we need to be more conscious about the number of calories we consume, myself included. Mm-hmm. But if I've gone to Red Robin and I know I want a burger. <laughs> I don't mentally need to know there's 1,200 calories in the burger mm-hmm. before I eat it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've already made the commitment, and I'm probably going to get onion rings. Yeah. It, it's just going to happen. So it it just hurts. It hurts my heart. Well, it probably hurts my heart to eat the 1,200 calories. In multiple calories. ways, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> it just it ruins the fun of going out to eat. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, audience, if you feel the same way. Or if does knowing the number of calories, for instance, if you go to Chick-fil-A and you want a milkshake— 
and you see there's like 800 calories in the milkshake. That actually stops me. I will admit that. That does stop me from ordering it. Mm-hmm. Not that I have a lot of milkshakes right. ever. but Yeah, so that's mpuppis at stjohn23.org. <laughs> For all of your I want to know comments. your give me your feedback. Let's you know, New Year, New You New You. Do the calories really matter? Hmm. But at the back to the pancake breakfast, yeah. calorie free. Yes. <laughs> Zero. It's calorie. all for charity. It's all for charity. It's you're actually losing weight while you eat it. <laughs> all good. That's a lie. Back to last week's lie detector. I'm oh, gu- yes. I'm guilty already. Mm, hey, the charts. Um also you may have noticed that we are using another map. This is new to you, actually, hmm. but not new to the parish. A new mass setting this ordinary time. Oh. But I want you to know it's setting the tone of how I feel about you. It's called the mass <laughs> of love and, oh, and mercy. So I want. I just want you to know that this mass you've of just, love and mercy. You've just ruined mass for me. <laughs> did I really? Well, that's probably going too far. In our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um we're singing the Mass of Love and Mercy over these next few weeks up till Lent. So just another nut, fun Mass setting. We, nice. And then wait for Easter. I'm just going to get a little, a little teaser. Mm. But we'll talk more about Easter is always a teaser you know, because it's so great. It but. is. We like we like Easter. But we got time. We've got time. Okay. Uh, speaking of, hey, guess what? We're in Matthew this week. Yeah. Year A. Year A. Matthew. So this is chapter four. Um, of course, we would have heard from Matthew you know, in the, especially in the Christmas season, this Matthew Surely. includes some of the nativity uh, narration mm-hmm. of, uh, for Jesus. So um, we're here in chapter 4. So the just with the context, John the Baptist had just been um, arrested. Mm-hmm. And so it says, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light, and those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. It's a great song that comes from this passage from the 2000s. Jesse Manabusen. I feel like a radio disc jockey. This is <laughs> Jesse Manabusen. We're going all the way back. All the way back to the 2000s. Uh, the song Fish With Me. Jesus saw them coming by the shores of Galilee. I don't even remember. All the, I am the worst at lyrics. I will fully admit it. Yeah, I remember but the refrain. Oh, oh. Come, come and fish, fish with, with me. me. Oh, oh. Leave, leave behind the, your nets. I call you. Oh, oh. Come and fish with me again, I think. Is it? Or is it follow me? Come and follow me. That makes me. more sense. Yeah, you're right. 
and your life will never be the, the same, same again. again. It's a catchy little ditty. Yeah. You might want to look it There's up. There's little actions to the refrain. That, I'm sure there if were. If you see them live, they'll teach you. <laughs> you know, those were, those were some pretty good memories of those days of, got it. of music and youth ministry that was happening at that time. But mm-hmm. uh, catchy little song. We used we used to sing it here. I'll, I'll admit it. But we've retired it. It's It ran its course. Yeah. But every, every time I hear this passage, I just think of this mm-hmm. song, that song immediately. Yeah, of course there's, I mean, there's a lot of, um, I think, different songs that have come out of this because it is such a, uh, it's a dramatic scene, you know, with Jesus walking by and mm-hmm. um, calling these disciples and they, they drop their nets and, and follow him. Yeah. You know, even uh, Sherry Waddell in her book, Forming Intentional Disciples, talks about the moment we all need to have when we, in a sense, drop our nets mm-hmm. and follow Jesus even if we're not carrying literal nets. Right. Perver- the, proverbial nets are still good. Right. I'm totally killing time because I'm pulling up the song. I, I, I figured that's what you were doing. I just want to have a little audio of it yeah. here on, on the podcast. It's right. just, can I tap it? Oh, you know what? I think I was wrong. It wasn't Jesse Manabusen that wrote that song, even though he always led it. Right. It, it was Ken Canedo. Uh, gotcha. Who I believe is a priest. I think oh. it's Father Ken, hmm. I believe. All right, let's see if people remember. We're just going to play it through. Oh, the YouTube always has ads. This is, <laughs> if this isn't great podcast, I don't know what it is. All right, here we go. Remember the acoustic guitar at the beginning? Oh, electric guitar solo. Parker used to play this. Oh, my. And he played it beautifully. Is this Foreigner? <laughs> Ken Canada. It's still as good as it was. We have to get to the refrain. Right. Band drops out. (laughs) I can hear Bob playing the drums. Bob Seeger. Venzel. Oh, he's doing the motions, folks. Oh, you were right. Oh, I was right. That's rare on lyrics. (laughs) It's been a while. Oh, I'm glad we could have that moment. Okay. I don't know if legally that's allowed on him. I was just thinking that. But I don't. Nobody's listening. That's M. Puppas at St. John's. (laughs) Pastor Reverend Jeffrey (laughs) Macbeth. Anyway, so that's the song, in case you forgot what it sounded like, or maybe it's new to you. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Anyway, anyway. back to back to the reading. So uh, themes, where are we going with this this week? What What's speaking to your heart as Jesus is summoning the disciples? Yeah, I guess you know, I, I always think back to my own you know, call, I guess, mm. um, which, which does you know, not just, you know, uh, priesthood but just even as a as a follower yeah you know and for me it was the, as i mentioned maybe before that tech retreat you know where if i told jesus i'll do whatever you want and really had that that encounter yeah and that, that encounter is important you know in our gospel we it maybe seems that like jesus sort of walked along and saw these guys and they just they never met him before and they just sort of like dropped their nets and followed him and were like wow that's that's amazing that's, and, and what it, faith it, it still is amazing, and it's actually kind of a miraculous call for them to be able to just do that. Yeah, because uh, there had to be some divine 
power at work there and not just their own will. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we see elsewhere in the Gospels, like in, in John, actually, right after the, cha- um, the verses we had last week, that, you know, they do encounter Jesus and they spend like a whole day with him. And so it was, this is not their first encounter. And it's not so, their first rodeo. Right. Going back to the cowboy thing. Still, still cowboy. There you go. <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> And so um totally distracted by that. Sorry. I wasn't meaning to. <laughs> I, I had like an image of you at a rodeo and just sort Yeehaw. of it just sort of went it just sort of went from there. Um but how important that that moment of encounter is, you know, that through that that day that they spent with Jesus, um this is even a little later in John chapter one, it says, you know, it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. And so they even like they remember the time mm. that you know that they really like met the Lord. Yeah, uh, and and Jesus impacted their life, and so, and who knows how many other times they would have had that. Um, so when when Jesus, you know, came up to them and said, "Follow me," you know, come after me, that um, they were already primed. They were already primed for for living their life, yeah. you know, now for for Christ with Christ. Um, it reminds me, in some ways, I have a, a couple of things that have come to mind as we're discussing this. One, it it reminds me, you, you know, they always say like in the marketing world or in communications, people have to see something several times. There's like a magic number or a formula. I think they even say up to seven times right. before they finally make the commitment or or respond to the call to action, whether it's a service or a product, whatever it may be. But the idea is getting things in front of people as many times as possible so that there's an awareness, there's a brand awareness, basically. And I, I hate to like turn Jesus into a brand, but in some ways he's the ultimate brand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if this was probably the very first time, they'd be like, who's this? But if there there was there was already an occurrence, they were familiar maybe even with the ministry of John the Baptist and mm-hmm. last week, you know, John pointing to him and saying, you're looking for the guy. This is the one. Remember, right. we talked about like the the finally the guest of honor has arrived. Yeah. So there's definitely a um, an anticipation and maybe a willingness and a readiness on on their part. And it shows too that um, Jesus is the one acting. And so back then, um, maybe if there's a rabbi someone wanted to fo- be a student of, you know, they would kind of pick the rabbi, you know, and decide to learn from the rabbi mm. um well here we see jesus is the one doing the choosing and he's the one coming up to them yeah. and saying come after me and then he says i will make you who i who i'm calling you to be mm-hmm. um which i think is important for each of us too especially you know we, we spend a lot with you know I mean, people asking what do you want to be when you grow up and yeah. you know or even people ask me why did you decide to become a priest it's like well i was it's my decision, you know, uh, it's just right. responding to the, the call, you know, and so we see it's it's the Lord's uh, action, it's the Lord's initiative, but I think that's true for all of us, because we're all called through our baptism mm-hmm. to follow him, to be disciples, and it's, I think it's sort of our, part of our life's project as Christians is to cooperate with what Jesus wants to do in our life, and like, it's actually freeing and it's good news because we don't necessarily have to be the ones to figure it out mm. necessarily to, to make all the actions you know like to to set up our own life even in a sense yeah. like god has a a plan for us and god has a dream for us and it's you know what is that and are we willing to um sort of drop other things um and 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 follow even in that sentence that you were talking about it, it's the two part it's come after me so there's a a willingness to follow right 
we're not the leader. Christ is leading us. Mm -hmm. And then the next part, and I will make you. Yeah. Obviously, there has to be an openness to being made into something, but that he's doing the heavy lifting, right? Yeah. And it's one thing I read um, the other day about this. It says, Jesus is not offering them a doctrine or a theology or a set of beliefs, you know, as important as those are for, you know, clarifying that relationship. He goes, but he's offering them himself. Come after me. And it reminded me, too, of that quote from Pope Benedict XVI that I, I quoted on Epiphany, where he said, you know, being a Christian is not the result of a, a ethical choice or a lofty idea, but an encounter with a, an event, a person, that gives life a decisive direction and a new horizon. Mm-hmm. And I think we see that played out once again here, that this encounter with Jesus and these disciples, or would-be disciples, um, gives their life a, a new horizon and a decisive direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all comes from just coming after the Lord. I think, too, in a world that where Christianity gets watered down or politicized or um, thrown under the bus or, you know, you name it, it's easy for us to sometimes absorb all of that burden mm-hmm. and forget that exactly what you said. At the end of the day, it's not a club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a person, right? Mm-hmm. And at the heart of that person in our Catholic faith are sacraments to encounter ultimately the person that we are following, right? And so, and that we're, we are called to enter into and receive that grace on a weekly, daily basis as we enter into what the sacraments in the church offers us. Yeah. And, you know, coming off still, you know, a few weeks from Christmas, we celebrate that, you know, with the birth of Jesus, that God became one of us. But the whole purpose of that is so that we could become like him. And mm-hmm. so the whole rest of the the whole rest of the the journey, the whole rest of the adventure is 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 remembering that call to become like him and to enter into his his life. The other the other image that came to mind for me in this was you know the the totality of them dropping everything and following him, um, and that they they didn't leave anything off the table. Right, they literally just went, and sometimes I think. I know that when I reflect back, when I'm at my spiritual best, it's when I'm all in. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we just dip the toe in the pool or just want to dangle the feet, we're not necessarily at our spiritual best because we're not all into what's going on. And uh, sometimes we just want to pick and choose or we might might want to just, you know, put church in the Sunday compartment and not seven all seven days of the week or whatever it may be. Um, But I maybe, you know, see Jesus saying, no, I need you to be all in in this new year, I need you to be all in because we have work to do. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's not always just about what's in it for me and my own spirituality. It's what you said about your, your priesthood. It wasn't you choosing to be a priest. It was Christ calling you to priesthood because he needed you to do something for other people and think of all the lives, including my own, that you have touched um, over the course of your priesthood as a result of that. It reminds me too, the other day I was talking to a dad and, um, he didn't necessarily like what he sort of had brought to work for lunch. Mm. Um, he was telling me that, you know, I, um, I took all this time to make a really nice lunch for my, for my daughter, you know, to take off to school and then sort of <laughs> ran out of time and then said to just throw some whatever in the bag and, and get off to the office, sure. you know, and he's like, Hey, that's my vocation. And I just thought I'd, I'd been thinking about that a lot. Cause it's just, oh, it's, wow. a, it's a very small example, Yeah, but, um, but a beautiful example of that, 
of what Jesus came to do, that sacrifice of the self for the for the good of the other. Did he know the number of calories in his lunch? That's the real question, friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a lunchable. <laughs> yeah, remember those? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, that is a beautiful act of selflessness, though, because usually. If you know, sometimes when you pack your kids' lunch, you're like, mm, I wouldn't eat the butt of the bread, but they can, they can today. They can totally eat this butt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, do you do you eat the butt of the bread? Uh, yes. You do like the butt. Uh huh. Oh, that's good. I you, you got to sometimes put a little peanut butter on it. It gets a little dry sometimes, but right. I like the inside of the, like the dead center of the loaf. Mm. Well, that's, especially if you have like a nice loaf of bread at a restaurant or something, the ends. Oh you know, yeah, that really gets a like, little crusty. Right. Yeah. It's really that's nice, a, I think. That's a good one. I think we need to take this to prayer. And stop saying. But on yes. the podcast, <laughs> Father, you said it now. Uh, I left a pregnant pause so you could say it once again. <laughs> Father, forgive me for I have sinned. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Mighty God, help us um, to remember that we are called. That no matter um, yeah, who we are, what our uh, situation in his life is, what our circumstance in life is, Help us to remember that you've called us, um, not for um, who we are, but for who you have called us uh, to become in you. Uh, help us to come after you, Lord, more this day and tomorrow and the next day and, and each day, knowing that you have um, so much in store for us, that you have made us for amazing things, and that um, you will never leave us abandoned, and that... Um, You've made us for greatness, and so help us to step into that in a new way uh, today, Lord, and to, to claim that and to live that in our life. God, we love you. We thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love, in the Holy Spirit, and through Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. In case anybody was wondering, the butt of the bread, calorie-free. Nice. That- <laughs> All right. That- that's that can't possibly be true it's not I lied <laughs> again hey everybody we'll see you next week on the 23 podcast take care god bless